the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Dan Proft Show. I'm John Hinderocker from Powerline, filling in for Dan tonight. And we are joined now by Thaddeus McCotter, former chairman of the Republican House Policy Committee, a contributor to American Greatness, and the Monday co-host of the John Bachelor Show. Thaddeus, thanks for being on the program. Oh, thanks for having me back. Thaddeus, I want to start out by by talking about a piece that you've got at American Greatness, and the, the title of the piece is Crony Socialism's Death Throws. I want to talk about it in part, Thaddeus, because it's so optimistic. You know, not everybody on the right is is feeling optimistic these days. So maybe just start by telling us, when you say crony socialism, what, what are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about the combination that we saw in the Time Magazine article where the Democrats boasted about, quote, fortifying democracy, when in reality they were rigging an election for partisan advantage by using private grants and other things to get elected officials and clerks and secretaries of state to try to unilaterally change rules so they could win the 2020 presidential election. And yet, when you look at some of the numbers that went underneath that, you saw Republicans winning the House, and we would have held the Senate, but for unforced errors on our part. So when you look at it, you start to see that the Democrats, especially in the wake of the impeachment of Donald Trump and some of the things that Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi is saying now about setting up a commission, the reality is this is not the strength and confidence that you see coming out of a movement that believes they are the wave of the future. In short, they're using President Trump, former President Trump, both as a target and a shield for their own failed policies, which are already starting to fail. That's the Keystone Pipeline people that lost their jobs due to Joe Biden's executive order. And they're acting out of fear and weakness. And look, if you thought your policies were going to work for the American people, you wouldn't be messing around with impeachment. You'd be getting those policies done. You'd be talking to the American people about it, and you'd be persuading them that you are the party that should be able to help America shape the next decade. Instead, they're looking backwards. They're hiding behind Trump because they don't want people to see the divisions in their own party and the abject failures of the policy they're trying to foist upon us again. It's really extraordinary, Thaddeus. I mean, here's an incoming administration, and all they want to talk about is the last administration. You know, they don't want to talk about their plans, you know, their their programs, for, for the last four years, the, the Democrats' program really has consisted of hating Donald Trump, and it, it seems like they just can't let go. Yeah, it's just what unites them, the hatred of Donald Trump, the hatred of, of conservative populism, Republicans, and, what they also, and, and the redistribution of wealth. That's basically what cements them in varying degrees. After that, the policies have failed. Look, you got, you got the new Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, talking about how we're going to have high-speed rail. This is an old, antiquated idea from, what, the 80s and 90s that has failed in California already, and yet he's trying to get out there as if somehow this is some cutting-edge technology that we're all supposed to, wow, this is a smart party at work again. Spare me. 
They have old ideas. It's based on a failed socialistic policies. Basically, it comes out of the cesspool of Rousseau's thinking, if you want to go all the way back. And they're trying to pawn it off as somehow anything other than the regressive ideology that it is. And it fails. And it's going to fail again. Remember, it's important for people who support the, uh, making America great again and keeping it that way. When you have to think about, they're trying to tell you that they're so powerful, everything yet they do strikes smacks of weakness, fear, and it is a defensive posture that is non-sustainable over a period of time. You know, one way of looking at the Democratic Party is that um, there, there, there are some members of that party, the, the squad, for example, who are openly in favor of socialism and believe it can work. And then there are other members of the party who who kind of yearn for socialism, but are painfully aware that it doesn't work. And and that's maybe one way of looking at the the, the tension or the great divide that we see in that in that party. Yes, it's a much greater divide than there is in the in the Republican Party or the populist movement between those two wings of it. So when you look at it, the Democrats are arguing over an essential, fundamental, core element of their ideology. They're not arguing over the person of Donald Trump or how he executed his time in the administration. What they're talking about is a bedrock economic uh, economic difference that cannot be bridged and cannot be papered over. And one of the things that we have to remember about the, the squad, quote-unquote, is the fact that if they're such socialists, how come they're not screaming about Facebook being taken uh, – being uh, – being being turned into a public entity how come they're not talking about twitter being nationalized how come they're not talking about breaking up the great oligarch uh, of the great uh, monopolies and big tech why aren't they doing that because they're in bed with them that's why that's when i talk about crony socialism when you look and again they bragged about it themselves in time magazine about what they've done and how and how connected that they are so when you start to look at that you say to yourself how can someone who says they're a socialist continue to be a subservient uh, to the corporate interests out there in Silicon Valley. We're going to be back with more with Thaddeus McCotter after these commercial messages. The more you listen, the more you'll know. This is is the Dan Proft Show. We are back on the Dan Proft Show with Thaddeus McCotter, former chairman of the Republican House Policy Committee, contributor to American Greatness, and Monday co-host of the John Batchelor Show. Thaddeus, we've been talking about your piece at American uh, Greatness, which is titled Crony Socialism's Death Throws. And I like this piece in part because it's one of the most optimistic things I've seen written in the last few weeks is a lot of conservatives have been feeling kind of uh, kind of beaten down. It's good to uh, to get this 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 breath of, of of optimism. Well, I'm Gen X, so I'm a, I'm a Reagan uh, Republican. I mean, it's really what I saw his optimism. I saw how his policies helped Americans, helped uh, people in my neighborhoods, and that's why I became a Republican. And it's the optimism, the great faith in the ultimate, the the faith in the American people. It's one of the key elements of what made Ronald Reagan and I believe what makes the Republican Party great. And so when you look at it, that's why we want people to live their own lives. We want less government control over individuals. 
that's what puts us in tune with what's happening, both in terms of people's tech, how the technology is expanding people's own decision-making and power over their own uh, futures. We are in tune with that. And that is why I am optimistic about the American people. One of the things that conservatives and populists and Republicans should never do is denigrate the genius of the American people. They should never look down on them. They should never talk about low-information voters. It's our job is anybody who cares about the country, if you believe that there's something going on, then inform other people about it. And that's, like I said, what scares the left so much. Is what scares the left so much is the facts coming out. And I think we just saw CNN the other night. They talked about Trump 52 times or something. They talked about Mario, Andrew Cuomo once, in spite of the fact that he was putting infected nurse patients in nursing homes and infecting other people in, in long-term care facilities. Which was which is a complete malfeasance of office, if not worse, and yet they don't put that information in front of people. Instead, they give them an Emmy Award, right? Yeah. So you have to trust the American people. You have to put the facts before them, and once they have the facts in front of them, I have every reason to believe that they make the right decision. As Abraham Lincoln said, "Why should there not be a patient confidence in the ultimate justice of the people? Is there any better or equal hope in the world?" And the answer is no. One of the things you talked about before the break, that is, is that the Democrats, now that they're once again in control of of, uh, of the government, really all three branches, are, or rather both branches of Congress and, and, and the White House, you know, they, they are embarking on failed, obsolete policies. And you mentioned the example of this incredibly expensive and unworkable fixed rail system that they're now back to trying to construct. I would add green energy to that list. You know, it's really, it's almost, right. it, it's almost funny how... You know, we've had rolling blackouts in California. Now we've got blackouts across a big swath of, of Texas uh, and other places across the country. And I've written about this on my website, Powerline. But this all has to do with the fact that we are in the process of decommissioning reliable energy sources like coal and nuclear and replacing them with unreliable energy sources like wind and solar, which, among other things, don't work when it gets cold. Yeah, their approach, I used to, he did a video a long time ago on the House floor, it was called Speaking Democrat. And what, what I said is you can take democratic words and translate them into how real people talk. And they said, green jobs equals unemployment. So when the Democrats say, we're going to take your blue collar job and give you a green collar job, what they're really saying is we're going to take your blue collar job and give you unemployment. It's kind of the wimpy energy strategy. I will take your hamburger today, but I'll give you two tomorrow. But you never see the two tomorrow. When you talk about what Biden did with the Keystone Pipeline and you saw Trumpka from the FLCIO and some of these other people, oh, I can't believe you did it so soon, you sold out your members. You, you pandered for a man in an election for, a, for someone who was the architect of the unemployment of your members. That's well, we've crazy. seen, you know, union, union leadership has been selling out its members for a long time. Isn't that right? I mean, I think we've well, been seeing this. Well, not the teachers' union. Apparently not the teachers' union. They've just been selling out uh, uh, Selling out the kids. <laughs> selling out the kids, yeah. right. Yeah, good point. That's a little bit different. But, I mean, we've seen that in both in the 2016 election and in the 2020 election when all kinds of union members are out there voting for uh, for Donald Trump, even though their leaders are, are telling them to vote for Hillary Clinton or, uh, or Joe Biden. And, of course, we saw the same thing in the 80s with uh, – with Ronald Reagan. Oh, absolutely. The Reagan Democrats, my father was one. So when you, when, you, when you look at this, when you talk about energy, everybody supports, and we talked about this back when I, a long time ago when I was in Congress, you know, when dinosaurs roamed the earth, 
is we want an all of the above energy strategy. We support green energy, but it has to be market-based and science-based. And you can't just run around saying we don't like this energy, we don't like that one. We want to maximize all energy sources without governmental fiat causing more problems than it's solving. I think you can find common ground. The problem is the left is completely in the climate cult. They are completely against any type of, of moderation or any type of rational, sane public policy regarding energy because they have their core tenets of their secular religion. And I guess God is gay and wants us all to freeze to death. Well, they're bumping up against reality here. I and mean, the laws of physics are simply not going to allow our energy system to be converted to wind and solar. Uh, it, it can't happen. Uh, I mean, among many other things, the minerals that it would take, the materials that would work, it would take to build that vast, vast array of wind turbines uh, don't exist. It would be the biggest mining project in the history of the world with un, unimaginable environmental consequences if we ever actually tried to implement this 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 vision, you know, of this of the allegedly yeah. allegedly green future. Well, so got again, just a, yeah. Yeah, go, go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm from Detroit. I mean, we we like our cars. We like people to be able to have mobility and pursue the American dream. And to have a bunch of bureaucrats and other people trying to tell us that we're all going to have electric cars without telling us where we're going to store the batteries or who's going to make them. Are they going to be made here, communist China, where else? These people are trying to undo the Industrial Revolution and take us back to an old economy we used to have. It's called hunting and gathering and turning places like Detroit. And let's not forget the national security implications of taking what used to be the arsenal of democracy, namely my, my hometown of Detroit, and turning it into an urban farm. Think about the think about the ramifications of that. Well, that's right. They basically are trying to get us to return to technologies that have been obsolete since the 18th and 19th uh, centuries, which are going to cause terrible problems if we seriously tried to rely on them. Yeah, hunting and gathering. You know, grab grab your grab your stone chisel. (laughs) All right. Well, no wonder the Democrats don't want to talk about their affirmative platform, their vision of America's future. They're they're Uh, they're regressive. Their whole ideology stems from Rousseau, who wrote in refutation of the enlightenment, not in support of it. That's right. Thaddeus McCowder, thank you so much for being on the Dan Prof Show. We'll be right back with more after these messages. Listen to podcasts of the show at danproffshow.com. 